1: welcome to luna the podcast my name is carolina salazar also known as the carolina lifestyle on tiktok and instagram my goal with this podcast is to demystify modern spirituality talk about all things holistic health and wellness and to also empower you to show up as your best and highest self thank you so much for being here and i look forward to seeing you in the show And welcome back to Luna the podcast. So grateful you're here today. I know I say this every time and I mean it every single time. Thank you for tuning in to Luna. If you're new around here, welcome. I'm so happy you're tuning in to this episode. You're in for a really good one. We're back with the second guest episode of 2022, and I am so freaking excited to be releasing this one to you guys the conversation that I had on this episode was amazing. I interviewed one of my really good friends, Morgan, from my coaching program, my health coaching certification program at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, also called IIN. We both studied there at the same time and we met through that and we've just been following each other for basically two years now. And it's been really awesome to watch her grow. She has a really really interesting story regarding her gut health regarding how she healed her gut coming from a very dark place with her gut health to literally being one of the most vibrant alive beaming light beings that I have ever had the pleasure to know and talk to and she is just such a healer she actually took the time after our call to help me and do something called energetic muscle testing which she's going to touch on and I was blown away by her magic and her ability to just foster healing for me. And I'm sure that you just listening to this conversation are going to feel healed and empowered in a whole new level. So even me who like, I know a lot about gut health and stuff. Like I still learned a lot from her and I think her vision of health and healing and wellness is completely aligned with how I see it. So Just was a really amazing conversation. It flowed so well. It went by so fast when we were recording. So I'm sure you're going to get so many bits of gold from listening to it. And so I'm just really excited for you to tune in. I hope you're doing amazing. And if you've been enjoying Luna the Podcast, I would so, so, so love and appreciate if you could leave a little review on Apple Podcasts. I'm going to link to where you have to go to do that on the show notes. So if you could take one minute of your day, even while you're listening to this episode or after to leave a little review, that would be so, so, so amazing. It'd be such a good way for you to give back to the podcast or even if you could leave a little rating on Spotify, they allow you to do that now. So that'd be so awesome and would make me so, so, so grateful. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Be prepared for so much enlightenment and for just a really Awesome, flowy discussion around healing and health and our hormones and birth control and the impact it has on our body and how to come back to alignment and lightness and joy within your health. So, with that all being said, let's dive into this episode. Enjoy Morgan. I'm sure you're going to have a great time listening. And thank you so much for being here. I'm here today with Morgan, who is also known as The Smiling Gut on Instagram, and I am so excited to be here recording. We're going to be talking about all things holistic health, gut health, spirituality, energy. So thank you for being here today, Morgan. Oh my gosh, of course. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So just to get started, can you share your big three, if you know it, uh, in astrology, like your sun, moon, and rising? And then could you also you don't know, you can just share your sun. And then could you also give us a rundown about you, your page and what you do for work?
2: Totally. So I'm actually Virgo sun and moon. And I'm not, I think my other one is Gemini, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. But I'm definitely Virgo, sun and moon. So if you have any intel on that, let me know
1: because I'm not too
2: into astrology, but I want to be. (laughs) I love that.
1: Like Virgo is all about healing. So I love that. Like that's like naturally who you are. And then having a moon in Virgo, it's like you're born on a new moon. So that's like very core to who you are. Like your emotional side and your like energy are both tied to like your Virgo energy, which is related to- also cleansing so like Mm -hmm. when you take a nice shower or like maybe you like taking like multiple showers a day or like just feeling clean and organized is very good for your energy and then if you're a gemini rising that's also like you see the world through the lens of lightness playfulness learning and wanting to know about everything Mm -hmm. basically
2: That, okay, that's, that's all me. So I definitely am. Rising. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. I love it. Um, well about me. So, um, I am the smiling guy and I created this Instagram page. Um, after I was hospitalized, I had this whole colon infection because my gut was so infected. We can get into that later. Um, and then I ended up after leaving the hospital, I started developing all these IBS symptoms. And then that went into elimination diets and kind of destroyed my relationship with my body and food and So I think I was a junior in college, I was like, there needs to be other people out there that are like dealing with stomach issues and just like feel alone and are like scared of food and like want food to be fun, but also want it to be like healthy and not miserable and like all focused on what we can add in and like make it playful and colorful instead of like what we can't have and like in that lack that fear mindset so that's where my Instagram was born I was like strictly and if you look at my Instagram page now it's like barely any recipes but like for years it was like literally just recipes like every single post and I loved doing that so much and I started to gain a following around that um And then I started sharing my experiences with my um, traumatic thing in the hospital and then having no answers with IBS when I went the traditional route with doctors and I did colonoscopies and endoscopies and CAT scans and the whole nine Um, and all of these scans were normal. And I knew deep down that the bloating, the brain frog, the acid reflux, Et cetera, etc, cetera, etc cetera, was not normal. So I started sharing about the frustration and the isolation I felt during that. And then I also kind of started sharing about my um, disordered eating and my body dysmorphia and how that kind of was so tied in with my IBS. Um, so finding a more holistic approach to healing and really connecting the mind, body and soul has been so, so transformative for my health, my gut health, because the gut is the queen of the castle. So if the queen's upset, it's going to take down the whole kingdom. Like I, I love saying that because it's so true. My gut was really angry. It took down my whole body. And then from when I was trying to build my way back up again, I was knocked down by just this culture that is so obsessed with thinness. And I just wanted to get as healthy as I could and thought, like, getting rid of so many different foods would help me and all of that stuff. So that's majority of what I share about now is just how can we not easy, like, this is, like, all for, like, busy, modern, like, women who, like, want to be able to, like, have the green juices and go to Pilates, but also, like, go out and have tacos and margs with the girls and, like, not be, like, oh, my God, and flare up for days. So, I don't even, I'm just on a tangent now, but that's where my love content a good is. So we love a good tangent. Yeah, <laughs> it's improving our gut health, which is literally the, the crux of our being, um, our hormones and our relationship with food, body and self. So like, that's like, majority of what I post about. And that's what I coach on. I I'm a health coach and I take clients through this whole program. And it's not just like nutrition. Like I'm, I'm kind of over just like the recipe making, which I love, I still love, but I'm more passionate now about like, how can I help people heal their gut so they can ultimately like heal and up level their
1: life. So Quick yes. spiel, kind of long spiel. <laughs> but there's that Feel so much. Also, I literally just like, oh, op- like my jaw just dropped because I realized, I remembered that Virgo, the sign Virgo, is associated with our gut. Like the part of our body that Virgo rules, like each sign is associated with the part of the body. Like Taurus yeah. is the throat, Aries is the head. Like Virgo is the gut. And like, oh my gosh, that's just so cool that that's, you know what you're kind of doing and the path that you're following and you're so passionate about it which is amazing so I'm so excited to dive in we both did IIN right so we met through yes which is so cool and then like we've I've been following you for so long now so I've seen you blossom and your account grow and I think it's just so cool that you're here in the podcast today so yeah I'm excited to get started I would love to hear a little bit about your story first like maybe sharing how you or and I'm sure there's so many people listening that have their own good health struggles. And similarly to your clients, and the people you work with just struggle with feeling good when it comes to their belly and their stomach and mm. their digestion. So we'd love to hear your story and then maybe you can also tie into how you started to heal um, and different changes that you made in your life that led to where you are now. Totally would love to go down
2: that road. So Let's see, I'm gonna try to make it as condensed as I can because it is pretty long. But um, I was like relatively healthy. Like, I thankfully, I was not a chronically ill kid. Um, I was healthy. I played sports, I played division lacrosse in college. And then, freshman year of college, I started to experience all these sinus infections like out of nowhere. Um, so, a lot of mucus and phlegm and just like gross cough. So, I went to the air, nose, and throat doctor, and he prescribed me like a lot of rounds of antibiotics over the course of like three months Um, and at the end of those three months my sinus infections were all cleared up thankfully but I started experiencing like all these stomach issues like I was super bloated even when I would walk like not even just eating I would just have horrible stomach cramps I was going to the bathroom like all the time like just things that were so abnormal for what was typically happening in my body and I was on a team so I was like I'm not going to be weak here and I also like just so I have such masculine energy that I was like I can push through anything and that's kind of been an identity I've kind of fostered for my whole life um which I'm a recovering perfectionist so I'm constantly working on trying not to be um zero in a hundred but anyways um pushing through the pain that's that's where I left off um doing run tests like everything lacrosse school going out with friends and then one morning I couldn't even like get down like Cheerios or like a Gatorade I was just not good like my stomach is in so much pain um so then I went to the bathroom in my dorm I passed out I don't remember it probably because I was just so dehydrated and in pain and then was sent to student services and was just like a mess I I thought I was like going to die I was in so much pain um so then I was rushed to the hospital and then they did CAT scans and then the doctors looked at those scans and were like holy shit like (laughs) this girl needs to go to the ICU so then I was rushed to another hospital to go to the ICU and I spent five days there and my parents the doctors were like what like how did this happen because like I didn't even like tell my parents I wasn't feeling good like everyone was just so confused um but it turned out I had an infection called c difficile and it's I type of bacteria. So we have good bacteria and bad bacteria in our gut, and we always do. But we just want there to be more favorable good bacteria rather than the bad. And C. Diff is a really bad type of bacteria. And the antibiotics that I was on for my sinus infections killed a lot of the good, um, a lot of the bad bacteria. But they unfortunately killed a lot of my good, most of my good. That's why my gut was so inflamed. So they were like the doctors at the time they didn't figure out a c diff until like a week later we're like may have to remove this girl's colon like it's just it's too infected but they were like by the way if we do that like there's a 50 percent chance her daughter will survive this my my parents were like what like they were like are you kidding me like what what even like i again like i didn't even tell them that like all this stuff was going on so Anyways, thankfully I didn't have to get my colon removed, um, but I spent the remaining months in the hospital during my freshman year. I missed like the beginning of my lacrosse season. Um, I lost so much weight. I literally couldn't eat. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything for three weeks. I was literally a body in a bed, like hooked up to morphine and all these crazy drugs and antibiotics to bring my body back to life. So, um, Post discharge from the hospital, I went back to school and across, and I started to experience like the classic irritable bowel syndrome symptoms, floating brain fog, ADHD, low energy, like no sex drive, like literally everything that I had never. I had a little taste of it before I got sick, but um none of that ever in my life. And so I went back to like all these doctors and was like, I'm not feeling well, like everything I eat makes my stomach hurt and I look six months pregnant and I can't focus for the life of me and they are all like yeah just like follow a little FODMAP diet like you have IBS and I was like, okay, oh um, <laughs> so, and I did, and I did get all the scans done, stuff, and they were all fine, so it wasn't like they just dismissed me that easily, but um, unfortunately, the the scans in um, the Western world don't pick up on things like SIBO, and just, like, inflammation, and in the gut, and H. pylori, and all these things that could be
1: hiding out, and, like, causing inflammation. It's so wild, because... I have very strong feelings about antibiotics like I very very Me much do when I take them like I, I really emphasize this in the program too from what I remember in some of the good health modules how like it really does affect so much of your good gut bacteria so it's just so wild that it got to the point that it did too and uh, I bet when you were in the hospital they were giving you even more oh yeah and I mean I was on antibiotics on and off for
2: like my whole life like my mom didn't know anything about this like we didn't know what a probiotic was before mm-hmm. any of this happened and yeah like if you take one round of antibiotics like. go the- three days long it's negatively shifting the quality and quantity of the good bacteria in your gut microbiome so it's just it's it's the short-term stuff that gets you to it's just the more long-term stuff can be a lot more detrimental um, but anyways where I was going with that and what I referenced earlier is I became so like frustrated and like upset and I kind of was just like thinking, I was led to believe that I was just crazy for having all these things. And none of my friends had gone through this. I didn't know anyone that, or at least talked about it. So I was like, am I okay? Like, Why am I the only one that's like six months pregnant when we go out and all this stuff? Um, So then finally, oh, and then I did the elimination diet during when I was in college. So I was already limited in that college dining hall and then I'm sure you're familiar with the low FODMAP diet and the high FODMAP foods like you can only have like 10 things Mm -hmm. so it was like it was so so limiting and I wasn't working with a practitioner so I was doing it by myself and I was just crippled with fear about food and just thinking about how this broccoli could like halt my healing and just like crazy things and I know you've talked about your relationship with food too and Mm -hmm. I feel like there's always kind of a rocky road unfortunately with women about our relationship with food and our body and this was definitely when mine happened and when it was heightened and I actually had an eating disorder called orthorexia which is this obsession with healthy eating and I literally didn't even know that was a thing until like a year after I recovered I like saw an Instagram post being like the warning signs of orthorexia and then I was reading through it and I was like oh my god I had orthorexia like I was literally had all those symptoms um so that's another huge thing that I share about on my Instagram that people are like oh my god I didn't know I had that too or I used to have that or my daughter had or my friend so um orthorexia
1: also is interesting because a lot of times people who suffer gut health issues and then doctors tell them do the FODMAP diet or whatever like I tried the FODMAP diet once too and it's so restrictive so you start Mm -hmm. obsessing about oh my gosh this thing is gonna cause this to my gut oh my god if I eat and it's all mental right like oh if I eat a broccoli like I'm gonna get bloated and then you get bloated because you're telling your subconscious mind what's gonna happen to your body and that's what happens exactly
2: and I just like lost so much like joy from life. Like I would be so stressed about like going out with my friends and going to new restaurants. And I was just like on like hyper awareness mode all the time when they had to do with eating and it was just like miserable. And if our guts inflamed, our brains inflamed. So I was like super super anxious. And then what you just said when we when we're already making up in our minds that this bowl that we're gonna eat for dinner is gonna bloat us it is gonna bloat us because thoughts become things and that was like a huge I had like this whole m- like brain rewiring thing I had to like go through with myself because I needed to like calm my nervous system and like be the boss of my brain instead of my brain being the boss of me so um finally when I went more uh, a holistic functional integrative path um these practitioners like did the stool tests and the hormone tests and I went to muscle testing and I literally did I did literally everything and they're like yeah like your body your gut is just not good like I was like 10 out of 10 inflammation I had SIBO I like literally had everything under the sun I later found out I had Lyme disease like it was all these undetected things that I was like yes like I am not crazy. Like I literally was like crying tears of joy when they were like, yeah, like you have all these things wrong with you." because I was like, I'm validated. Like I'm not crazy. Like these things are so, so true. And like, I knew it all along that like my gut was just not well. So I remember like that first appointment I said to my mom, I was like, well, she said to me, she was like, I've never, like, I haven't seen this like light in your eyes in, like in like two years and she was like you're gonna heal and like I just like felt this like such this like inner peace I was like I'm gonna heal like there's just like there's no way around it like I I am and I'm not crazy and so like standing in that office I was like I somehow like need to like give back to people who are feeling the same way I did for like three years like I I mean in. Some people are doing this for 50 years and they don't even know, like they're just so used to doing all these band-aid approaches that they don't actually get to the root. And it's it's so disheartening. Um, but yeah, that was like, Whew, I was like, thank God. Um, so then I started like doing like all of these holistic things like acupuncture and lymphatic drainage and just really getting into meditation and breath work. I got certified in yoga, um, got really into Pilates. Again, I played lacrosse in college, so I was just strictly sprint, jog, lift. Like that's it. Like no low intensity movement. Didn't know what cycle thinking was. Had an idea and didn't get my period for six years that is so unhealthy our period is our sixth vital sign this is as important as our breath and our heart pressure like I had no idea about any Mm -hmm. of this stuff until I went I again and then I created this Instagram account and for the first time I felt so connected to people that had similar passions like you I would have never found you if I didn't make this Instagram account and like actually like posting about my story and being like oh my god I thought I was crazy too or like oh my gosh I'm I can't eat this like cauliflower and I'm scared of food and I'm inflamed and like all this stuff. So it's been such a, it's been such an interesting ride, but I wouldn't trade anything I went through um, because I mean, and even going back to Virgo, I've had a lot of like human design and astrology and all these healers and readings down and they're like, you came here so you would have an ailment with your health so you can help heal others with their health. I believe that to my core and I believe that it's so important to connect our mind, body, soul and heal with energy. Cause we are energy 99.99% of <laughs> the universe is energy as I'm sure, you know, too. And like, it's like when I started living in vibrations and like actually like visualizing what I wanted my body to feel like, and like showing up as her every single day, my healing, like skyrocketed. It was like yes. crazy. So like, yes, I tried yes, to like, yes. It, yes, right. Like, you know, and like, it's, it can be hard because I feel like energy and all this stuff is like woo woo. So I like try to integrate it into my coaching, but some people are just so against it. So it's a little like, I'm like, Oh, like, how do I get you to like, at least do like a five minute meditation or like, actually like, just like when you're on your walk, like visualize yourself already healed. And like, I, I try to like put in these like little things that are like less intimidating when it comes to this stuff. But like, Healing is spiritual, period. It doesn't matter if you don't believe in God. But like if you have some higher power, if you wanted to say your higher self or like the universe or source or whatever, connecting to something bigger than yourself, I think is literally the key to healing. And I'm sure that you could probably say I have stuff. So to that much to say. Oh my god.
1: First of go all, off, girl. I, like let me go off because you just went off and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I'm realizing how similar we are. Uh my, my good health journey has been different, but everything you said is resonating so much with me and it's so similar to my beliefs even the fact that you said you've already done like your human design readings and your astrology readings too and oh yeah (laughs) is like my motto uh because I'm I'm super passionate about health as you know and I'm very passionate about looking at it from a holistic perspective integrating mind body soul levels and The reason why I integrate a lot of spirituality into my podcast, into my content, into everything that I like to share is because I feel like I truly only healed like it was only like four ish years or three years after my eating disorder. I only felt like I truly healed once I started feeling more connected to the universe. Once my spiritual awakening happened, like that was a turning point for me and totally there's all these practices that you were mentioning like meditation like breath work and many other things that are the spiritual that help with the gut and help with the body and then they're also like the physical and the mental all all in it mm-hmm. and what really stood out to me as you were telling your story is that before when you were struggling and when you were in the darkest part of the, your story you were just getting handed uh maybe like one medicine, or you were just being told there was nothing wrong, just dismissed. you were just just dismissed, or you were just given antibiotics. And then Mm -hmm. truly healed. There was so many things that you did, like there's not one solution or one way. It's everything together. It's the meditation and the journaling and the eating whole foods and integrating, but also balance and stopping all the labels around food and connecting to a higher power and getting to know yourself, everything goes into it. So I think that's super important. And I love that that's your motto too. And that's your view into what you do. And I really think that's just echoing between everyone who goes to IIN. Like we all kind of share this view. Yeah. It's freaking amazing. So I love that. And I also understand how like there are some people that are very anti-woo-woo stuff. So in terms of that, like I would love for you to share some shifts that you made both the woo-woo stuff and the non-woo-woo stuff. Like if someone came to you and, you know, was experiencing something maybe similar to what you did or who has done the FODMAP diet and still feels bloated or even someone who like maybe doesn't have extreme gut health problems, but does feel bloated frequently or just struggle with constipation or IBS symptoms. So yeah, go off.
2: Okay. Oh, I will. So uh, the first shift, which I mentioned earlier was like, how can I retrain, reparent my brain to like make myself feel safe and to actually like, like I said earlier, like visualize myself healthy and like think, believe, act like as if I am healthy. And like, I forget the exact quote, but I'm a huge Abraham, Abraham Hicks fan. And like, she says something around the lines of like, whatever, whatever you're thinking about is like planning an event. So like, when you're worrying, you're planning, when you're appreciating, you're planning, when you're grateful, you're planning, when you're complaining, you're planning. So what are you planning? And like, that was like a big shift for me. I was like, when I woke up in the morning, I was like, what's my intention for the day? And if I would worry, if I would like sit down to eat and be like, shit, this is going to make me feel like shit. I'd be like, I'm already planning my, my self-destruction right here. How can I plan to just be grateful for this food? Because when we are grateful and we have joy for our food, we digest it so much better because our stem has freed up space and things can flow through us. But if our bottom three chakras are like clenched together being like, Oh my gosh, I'm so scared. This is going to make me like feel so sick. Then we're like, we're going to feel sick. So the biggest thing was mindset shifts. I help my clients through this limiting belief thing. Like I literally have them write down all their limiting beliefs. It doesn't even have to be with health. Like um, I, one of my big limiting beliefs was I can never be successful not being behind a desk all day. Like I, I never, I graduated college, I went to IAN. I never did nine to five. And I had this belief since I was little that in order to be successful, you need to do that. That was a huge limiting belief that I had to shift in order to step into my power as a coach and a healer and entrepreneur. I'm always going to be working for myself. I never worked for anyone else. Um, But then another one, a huge one with my health is I'm always going to be, I'm always going to have IBS. And so I had to like shift that each day to a positive affirmation and like positive thought being like I'm taking powerful steps to heal. I I I am the medicine. I am the healer. I can activate this. Like I was just constantly whenever I had my thought, I would be like, is this from fear or is this from love? And always making it go to a place of love. And it takes time. Like working the mind, the mind is a muscle. So we need to work it. We need to take it to the gym. And that's like a huge thing I nailed down with my clients like session one and two because the mind is like the foundation. Like I said earlier, like thoughts do become things and thoughts have frequencies just like food and just like people and just like everything. So it's really thinking in terms of energy and of frequency and how we can shift these fearful thoughts into ones of love, into ones that are serving our higher good. And then when it comes to like lifestyle switches that I switched up. So like I said, I was run, 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 workout, sprint, Weightlifting, abs, like I was all the things. I was like, you're that's so weird if, like, you do yoga or Pilates or you walk, like, what? Like, I would like run by people walking and be like, huh, like they're walking. Like, I was just like a little brat. And just because I was just like an athlete, like my <laughs> whole life, and I didn't like, I don't know why I wasn't like admiring the beauty and the beauty and the healing in yoga. And then also like the, the athleticism that it takes to do Pilates and just like all these like beautiful things. Like I, I like walking more than I like running now and like getting my IUD out and actually thinking my workouts with my cycle, like that has been huge for my healing. And I think huge for my whole gut health journey, because if we're constantly doing HIIT workouts and high intensity and the weights and all the things slash under eating, I was under eating at the same time, we're just shooting cortisol, which is our stress hormone, like all day. And you can't heal in a state where we're in fight or flight, which is cortisol is going cray cray. We we can only heal in a place that's in rest and digest. So like my number one thing I tell my clients is like, how can you make your body feel safe with everything? Choosing a walk over like an eight mile run, even though like you feel like you need to do it, like ask yourself, what does your body need and what's going to make it feel safe? That's a huge thing. Trickling into another factor is like, how can you open up your intuitiveness and like actually tap into like what your body needs like actually start asking it connect with your heart breathe like open your mouth like actually slow down your breath like we are constantly as women just hold like sucking in our stomach always holding in our stomach always holding in our breath having short little shallow breaths like eating on the run smoothie in the car and like How can you just bring mindfulness to your day and just sit down, get your computer away for the side, put on a podcast if you want, or just literally just go out in the sun, put all of technology away and just enjoy your food. Like, I feel like we've come so far away from- just being with yourself like you we walk in an elevator with ourselves or even with other people and we just constantly just look at our phone like even when we're with ourselves like we can't even be with ourselves like it's it's really crazy so again another rampage but to sum that up um bringing mindfulness and opening up your intuition is slowing down so so big um training your mind it's a muscle reprogramming from fear to love and slowing down your workouts or just like mixing in some more low intensity ones, because we're, it, I think it's like an epidemic of women who are exercising way too much, and eating way too little. So it's like, how can we bring both of these back into balance? And like, again, reparent our body, make our body feel safe. And then again, make our mind body and our soul like bridge together
1: energetically (laughs) so yeah (laughs) i'm here like on fire on my seat just like yes (laughs) um that's you were like yeah cortisol just going great great like yeah (laughs) that's it that's it um and i think literally everything you said wasn't even about food is the crazy thing all the things no it's it's not not. about the food (laughs) It's about it's not. our lifestyle. It's about the, the flow of our life, the flow of our mind, the, mm-hmm. you know, the presence, the ability to be with yourself and your body and actually tap into the knowledge that is already inside of you instead of yeah. falling to these notions of what you think you have to do or be or eat or how you have to work out and instead sinking into what your body truly feels like. I always yeah. say one example for me is Sleep also like sleep is yeah so that's a huge one a lot of the times we push through not getting enough sleep to go to an early workout that then puts your body into the fight or flight and then you're even worse than probably if you just got one extra hour of sleep so, yeah that's true like that's another example I really want to also dive in deeper into the hormonal health and our cycles. Something I'm really getting into. I actually just bought two books. One is called Beyond the Pill, and one is called uh, Period Power. Some super. Yay! Excited. Those are both awesome. I'm really excited about them. And I actually, so I started out with birth control. So I was in my eating disorder, and in my eating yep. disorder, I lost my period. And this was okay. Uh, end of high school like senior year of high school and so I could somehow convince my mom that getting on birth control was going to regulate my period and so that's why I should get in birth control even though I just kind of wanted to get it because I was going to college so I I got into birth control and I was like the worst with birth control because I would like skip the sugar pill so I wouldn't get my period and I just like Mm. just was not a very like responsible uh person with my cycle and then I got in an IUD I think it was during my junior year, summer of 2019. And then I, during quarantine, I started experiencing some bleeding because I was doing like root chakra meditations and like sacral chakra Dude, meditations. Do you, remember when I, do you
2: remember when I like um posted that to my story? I saw that you did root chakra and it helped you with your period because at the same time I didn't have a period and I started doing it and I was like wait girl that's actually
1: worked (laughs) like you got it back yeah I did it's freaking wild and like I've told many of my like followers who asked me what I did to try that meditation and like it freaking worked for them too, combined with like eating a little more and working out a little less yeah (laughs) um so Yeah. Insane. So I started having all this bleeding and then I was like, there's something wrong. So I got my IUD out and I was out of anything for a month, got back on birth control for like two to three months.
0: And then I officially
1: got out of the pill and that was March of last year. So it's been over a year now that I'm off of it and I'm still like, yes, win, major win for my body. And I feel like right now, literally in this particular cycle that I'm in, right now is the first time that I'm actually very connected to it where I'm like okay I'm definitely in my luteal phase right now or like I can spot Mm -hmm. which phase I'm in but I'm still working on regulating it so it's like a more normal length of a period because I have very long cycles like sometimes they go 40 days and I know that's not normal so I'm no way Wow. So, I, so my follicular phase and like ovulatory phase is very long. So I'm trying to figure out how to just get it to be a normal length and regulating it even more. So I feel even more connected to my feminine. So I would love to hear about your cycle journey, how your life has changed Absolutely. since you got out of the IUD and any ch- have shifts you have made to also work on your menstrual health.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I had I got my I was on birth control for a year in high school and then when I was going to college I switched to an IUD. So I had an IUD in for 5 years and I literally didn't like I got my period maybe once what like the week after I got my IUD in and then yeah. I didn't get it for like five I never years. got my like, period on it. Never. It's just I didn't understand that that was like bad for your body I was just like yeah it's lit like I don't I don't bleed like this is amazing like I could go away on vacation and I just whatever I never have to worry about bleeding um so I was like classic this is amazing like whatever and then when I started like getting more into this wellness world and I was like following these like hormonal coaches and just like Jolene Brighton those people that you just bought the book from um Alyssa Beatty like all these like amazing people that have embodied cycle thinking and how it can just optimize their whole life. I was like, wow, I don't even get my period. Like I don't even know how to track my cycle. Like I, I didn't even know that there was phases to our cycle like I knew nothing like our education system fails us because they don't teach us and like I literally thought you could get pregnant all the time you can only get pregnant five days in a month like yes and it, we're only we're only fertile for 24 hours but sperm can live in us for up to five so it's like I was just like what like I was like mind bone so then last uh I got mine out last year. I was last April I got my IUD actually because oh, wait and that's actually so funny you say that because I just had a memory pop up on my Snapchat of me, like, in the doctor's office being, like, IUD out, baby, um, but, yeah, so I got my IUD out, and, like, my family and my friends were, like, wait, what, and I had a boyfriend at the time, too, and mm-hmm. everyone was just, like, so confused, and I was, like, nah, like, I got this, like, my body just needs this out, and when I was, like, going through the heat of my gut things, my mom was, like, Morgan, like, I think you should take your IUD, IUD out, like, I think that could be, like, playing with whatever's like halting your healing. And I was like, no, 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 like that's fine. Like I just like to not see the connection between the gut and the hormonal system, which is like they're best friends and they need each other. So obviously if one's off together, is gonna be off too. So um, anyways, I got my IUD out and it took eight months to get my period back. So like we were kind of a lo- like very similar path and to get it back, like you just said, I had to actually start eating more and eating more protein. I cut down my workouts, I added a lot more fats, like hormones are made from fats, So we need like all the olive oils, avocados. And I think that's something that's often overlooked. And then just like letting my body just like I just, like, wasn't hard on myself, and I was, like, it, it just, I had this foreign object in my body for years. Like, it's going to take time to come back, and, like, I didn't really do anything, like, super special. Other than that, to be honest, I took Maddie Miles, the piece of hormones, the soothe, and that was really helpful. I, like, took that for one month, and I got my period back the next, so I'm not saying that that was the thing that brought it back, and I was listening to the root chakra, and I was doing sound baths that had, like, some, like, sacral and root, and a lot of acupuncture for it and um, just a lot of holistic modalities. But yeah, I'm definitely, I'm still like leaning into figuring out like which cycle I'm in and all this stuff. And I take my temperature every morning. So I've been tracking and it's been like, honestly, just like so fun to like actually know how I should exercise what my mood is going to be like. Am I going to want to socialize or I want to just like stay on the couch the whole weekend? Like, it's really fascinating with how, until I was up until 24 years old, I was just like living my life like a man that's on a 24 hour clock, but we're on a 28 day clock. And it's just like crazy when you realize that. So, quickly for listeners who are like, what the heck even is cycle syncing <laughs> and how do you sync your workouts? So, we have four cycles. Our first one is our menstrual, obviously, when we're bleeding. So, it's, I mean, Hopefully, no one. I'm sorry that you have 40 day cycles, um, but hopefully, no one or not many people are dealing with that. Um, The menstrual cycle should be like one to six ish days. And this is like our internal winter. So, when we're bleeding, we should be leaning into all things low impact, like stretching, mobility work, walks, like yin yoga, just like very meditative things. And, like, this is like when we are should be our body should be like as relaxed as possible. So doing high intensity workouts on our period actually activates fat storing chemicals and all that stuff. So very, very interesting because our cortisol will again, go cray cray. And then the next phase is follicular. So this is like day Seven to fourteen, I believe, and this is our inner spring. So this is like when workouts can like start like pumping up again. So like doing some hit, some Pilates, some bar, some berries, some orange. There, like whatever you want. But again, when I say high intensity, that doesn't mean like seven days a week. Like your body still needs a breather here and there. Like I, if you're gonna do hit workouts, I would do hit workouts like three, four, like max a week, like max. Um,
1: and that's in like a, period that, of a week. Because it's like only seven days. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, true. So I, I mean, I would take a three, but hey, if you, if you're obsessed with hit, then do four. But you really want to be doing hit if you're a hit lover during your ovulation phase, because that's like libido Ooh, is peaking. It's, it's inner, yeah, it's inner summer. We're just like, yeah, 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 and that's five days, ish, fourteen to nineteen, and then luteal is our last phase, nineteen twenty. 28. So a little bit of longer cycle. Um, And we can continue with the hit for like half of that. And then once like the other half, like especially like five days before your period. Like if you know like what day-ish your period is coming, like try to stop at the high intensity five days before because again, that turns on our fat storing hormones. So yeah, that's just like kind of a quick rundown, but you're going to learn so much about both of those and the books that you just bought and like following Alyssa VT who
1: created Cycle Thinking um, is super uh, That's informative amazing. too amazing. I'm very, very excited to get more into it. I've done some research, like I'll look it up on Google. I learned a lot from Maddie Miles, who's the, yeah. she who mentioned, I'm She's actually amazing. interviewing her for the podcast. Oh soon. yay! So I'm really excited. And I am just really happy that my books arrived yesterday. And I'm officially diving into this part of my feminine flow, because for a really long time, I've wanted to get to this point And I know that the more I learn, the more I'll understand why this is going on with me. Like, why is my cycle so long? What, like, there's something off. So similar to what you felt with your gut health stuff and everyone was like, you're fine. I kind of feel that with my cycle where it's like, I, I do get my period, but it's not 28 days or even 32. So I'm excited to dive more into that. And I think every woman needs to learn more about this. So yeah. It's very important. And um, I think something else that would love to hear your perspective on is do you like do any changes in your nutrition throughout your cycle? And or is that not something you really do? Honestly,
2: I don't I need to learn more about this. And there are like things that we should be eating more of when we are in different phases. But like, I mainly am just optimizing it for my workouts right now and like my productivity. So that's a good reminder for myself to learn more about that. But I don't really eat gluten or dairy because they just, again, this goes back to energy. I, I eat in terms of vibration and gluten and dairy are very low vibe for me. They do not make me feel good. And I think there's such... Like a thin line between diet culture and like doing things that are good for you, um like I feel like people like some of my friends, for example, like have seen me don't eat gluten dairy when they know my my um my history of disordered eating will be like. Oh, you're just like doing that to be skinny or whatever and that's just like not it like there's a difference between diet culture and self-care like this is this is my form of self-care like I I want to be able to minimize those low vibrational things as much as possible but I'm not a robot and I and I still seek joy and I love pizza and I love ice cream and I will choose those things when it's the right time um but taking those two things out of my diet for the most part again i'm i'm all about balance because i didn't have that balance for so long when i was orthorexic and then like getting like the seed oils like canola oil and all those veggie oils and processed sugar and oh, no. all of that stuff I'm- <laughs> Yeah. That, again, vibes. that's just so low vibe. Like that was a huge thing for my gut health. And then when it comes to bloating, I have like so many people being like, how did your bloating. go? I like thought like having like raw salads all the time was like unhealthy. This is going to help me heal. While raw can be so hard, like uh, we have digestive fire. So imagine our digestive system as a flame. If we are constantly putting cold smoothies, raw vegetables, like all this cold stuff in the fire, it's going to weaken this fire and like weaken our ability to digest things. So like I'm constantly trying to get the warmest, less raw option when it comes to eating like that has helped a lot with my bloating for sure. Um, and like just eating the rainbow and just like not being restrictful when it comes to like whole food source food.
0: (laughs) So I feel
2: like those are like the biggest things, like when it comes to bloating. And we also do have this, um, it's called the motor migrating complex and the MMC in our stomach. And that's like pretty much just like clearing food, after we eat and if we're constantly grazing, like I used to have like small like not three big meals like small fat small snacks throughout the day that can also make you bloated too because our stomach like washes the food down but then oh shoot we have more food we need to wash down and all this gets backed up but if like we're eating every like three to four hours instead of every like 30 minutes like we're gonna have much easier time optimizing digestion so that's also another thing too i like to um tell my clients is like aim for like three very big nutrient-dense filling joyful foods and meals so we're not constantly snacking in between so we're giving this um our peristaltic waves enough time to like get that food down so we're able to fully digest our next meal Um, that's really important too and I'm not saying like don't ever snack but just be more mindful of how can you like fuel that plate and like make it blood sugar balancing as much as you can so you're not like 20 minutes after like looking for crackers or something because you're still mm. hungry um
1: so yeah Yeah, that's super important <laughs> I I'm glad that you mentioned those two things like but first I really like the analogy you used for the fire like people always say yeah. like it's your digestive fire but if you actually think about fire right and then like foods that are cold and stuff like that and how those foods can affect our digestive fire I think that's a really good analogy and as you were saying about like balancing your plate, just for anyone listening who you don't, you don't really know how to balance your plate. It's just about making sure you have a type of complex carb, which means it has some type of fiber, which can be various things. It can be rice or it can be potatoes, or it can be some vegetables that have a little bit more fiber and carb in it. And then having a quality protein and then some type of fat, like an avocado, olive oil, anything like that—that that really helps you stay full. Also helps your hormones stay balanced. And I also thought it was really interesting you mentioned gluten and dairy because I, for a really long time, like when I started doing IIN, IIN really talks a lot. Like I think the program emphasizes. Oh, oh yeah, the <laughs> negatives of those two things. I'm from Brazil, so a lot of the foods have cheese. A lot of the foods yeah. have dairy. Like I ate UC yogurt every day for breakfast. So I used to have a lot of dairy. And then during quarantine, I just kind of cut both of them out from my diet completely.
2: Yeah.
1: Even though I didn't really have much of a history of like a reason to do so. And so it did get a little bit restrictive for me. So now I like I do know that when I eat yogurt in particular, like I kind of have like some more bumps in my arm. Like I do think I have some intolerance. But if I want to yeah. eat a sourdough bread or if I want to eat tacos, like when I'm out at a restaurant, uh, sourdough <laughs> like a really good pasta, like I'm gonna eat it. But I think it's about also what you were saying, just like being mindful of the vibration of different foods, which is what my cookbook's all about. Like my high vibrational cookbook. Yes is about focusing on the foods that are high vibe and avoiding those ones, not necessarily like completely cutting everything out, but especially the seed oils and things like that, that are so sneaky and are in so many things that we don't even know, even milks and stuff. So oh, I yeah. think that's super powerful. And I was going to ask you also, I, on some of your posts, I've seen that you talk about some supplements that you take. So I would love for you to talk about a few of them. Cause there's, a, I think one's called L-glutamine, maybe or something like that and like I don't know a lot about the supplements so I would love because I totally work with a lot of brands and I get a lot of supplements that are gut focused but I just want to learn a little more about the ones that you recommend and the ones that have the ones that have helped you heal your gut
2: totally yeah well I mean you hit the nail on the head with the like so. Leaky gut, I feel like it's just such a term that's just thrown around (laughs) like so often, but it's pretty much like when there are holes in our gut lining because toxins and antibiotics and stress and processed food and all this stuff like break down, The, the gut lining is one cell layer thick thin so it is very very vulnerable and once there's there's permeability there um undigested food and all this stuff gets through leaks into our bloodstream causes inflammation so leaky gut is so so important to heal and i i'm creating this gut health program and there's like in the functional world there's like five steps to healing your gut and healing the gut lining is step number four um before like removing toxic foods and getting in the prebiotic and probiotics and like upping the HCL and the digestive enzymes. But um, yeah, alluminum is in the fourth step. So that's the gut um, barrier lining repairing um and that just like literally just like seals up the lining like plain and simple it's it's really powerful I use Amy Meyers algodamine um which is really good but there's a lot of good brands that have that um but when it comes to like supplements in general um they they should be kind of personalized depending on like what you do like so I actually do energetic muscle testing so with um this guy, Mark Mancola he's he's like famous. He has like his film on Gaia and all this stuff. So I've been practicing under him since September. So I do this, and I can like tap into the energy fields um, of just anything. So energy is not bound by time and space. So I can tap into your energetic field when we're not even on this, um, zoom and I can see like what glands and organs are deficient. And if you have bacteria, yeast, mold, if your issues are more of an internal issue or external, I can see how well you're digesting your protein, your fat and your carbs. So I, I'm going more into this role for sure. So I I like to personalize supplements to people depending on if their thyroid is sufficient, if their adrenal cortex is sufficient, if their spleen is sufficient. So, um, but rule of thumb, things that I think are really helpful to have in our um, supplementation, especially as women, um, vitamin D. I think we're all deficient in it, especially when it's not in the summer and spring. So that's huge. Um, Omega three fatty acids are really good too because that helps kind of bulk up the gut lining as well and it just adds anti-inflammatory um components to our body a probiotic is so big i'm i meant i we didn't really even go into gut health but this is hilarious <laughs> i mean like, i need mean, like about it, but we have again like i said good good bugs and bad bugs in our gut and the probiotics help feed i mean prebiotics feed the probiotics but the probiotics really like pump up the good bacteria in our gut to keep things circulating balanced and vibrant probiotic is huge and then digestive enzymes it's not i wouldn't necessarily say it's a vitamin or mineral because it's not but um our digestive enzymes are for the most part like there's always some impairment there especially as we age um the their role kind of decreases so getting a good digestive enzyme is important too to have after you eat so it just really helps like break down the food and that's something that I should have mentioned when it comes to bloating too I always Mm -hmm. suggest digestive enzymes or bitters when it comes to bloating um but yeah I would say those bitters are like legit bitters um so they're like they're kind of gross tasting, it's, it's like a liquid digest so a liquid digestive enzyme, mm-hmm. they're like, they pretty much do the same thing, um, a little different. I sometimes, awesome. I don't know which one works better for me. Like, I like, I test them both out, but it's just like more convenient to bring like capsules with me if I'm like going to a restaurant instead of like squirting like liquid in my mouth before and like bringing the little thing around.
0: Gotcha. But both are really
2: beneficial. Yeah. But they're, awesome. they're very bitter. Like, so, but they, they help stimulate our stomach acid and our secretions to help break down
1: food better. So that's key. Awesome. Uh, can you tap into my energy field? How for does that sure. Work? Well,
2: I have this. I have this like whole sheet. So I'll do it after this, um, zoom. So like, I, so I, like, I test, like I pulse your organs, pretty much all of them. And so like adrenal cortex, for example, is like short-term stress. Like that's a huge one that comes up with like a lot of us this age. And then we also have like adrenal medulla, which is like long-term stress. That's like still acting in our body and our subconscious and thyroid and bile duct and all these things. So After this, I will definitely do it, but it's kind of a time-consuming process and I like need the sheet in front of me to like go through it all, but it's very interesting. And actually, yeah, this is, this will be great for your period because we can kind of maybe figure out what's going on there.
1: Oh my God. Thank you. Wait, if you did that, that'd be (laughs) so nice. Thank you. No, I'm literally going to do this after. I'm excited. No,
2: no. I love that.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to, to learn what you uncover. And I think that's so cool. And that's, like, the perfect way to, like, have that extra skill set that you can bring into your coaching sessions, into your client work, and just your own knowledge base. Yeah,
2: it's, like, it's honestly one of the coolest modalities. And people who are listening, look up Mark Nicola, and he has this book, um, The Way of Miracles, and a film, The Way of Miracles. It's on Gaia. You can just, like, see all of the amazing things that he's done. He helps people heal from diseases that doctors say they have weeks left to live from. So just like crazy, crazy stuff. Um, and I'm, I love being more into this role for sure to like personalize, um, health journeys. It's, it's one thing to kind of like give a general thumb about what you should do, but like, like you uh, having 40 day long periods, like that's, you need some personalization there for sure.
1: (laughs) Yes, definitely. And I think, I've felt for a long time very disappointed with the health system and mm. even with the gynecological system sometimes because all they do yes. is they kind of strap on a band-aid, offer you birth control or an IUD and I think the world needs more personalized health care and support so I'm really happy to be a part of this world and to have connections in this world and just to learn more about it all the time because we are always learning new things about us and our bodies and what we need and arriving into that place of flow and understanding of our own health. So yeah. I am just Whoa. so so incredibly interested in that too and I would love to hear a little bit more about how working under him has been and how it, what it's like to learn that in the process.
2: Yeah, it's like literally oh my god, it's been so so cool. So are you familiar with muscle testing? No. Okay, so What I do for him so it's kind of like hard to explain so I pretty much like put my arm out and like he so he'll pulse like the whole like all of your organs and and everything that's going on and put your arm out straight and if it's like so he pulses on it like for example like um liver gallbladder and if my arm fails, that means that there's the deficiency in that organ. And then we pulse the organ. How deficient is this liver? One, two, falls at three and negative three. So we scale from negative 10 being the worst to positive 10 being the best, where t- people are typically around like the negative two, negative one, zero, one, two. Um, and then we pulse food. That's the other thing. So this it's all like nutritional counseling um with energy. So then we pulse like all of these foods. And he was like one of the reasons why I had such a fabulous recovery because I was able to pinpoint foods for myself and then also know like, my yeast was like a negative 10 and then I had um, viruses and parasites so we can direct the supplements to kill these things and like strengthen like different parts of our system so it's been so so cool so I'm pretty much like the surrogate for him so like I'm and he's only seeing people virtually right now again, how do you do this virtually like again, energy is not bound by time and space so we can tap into anyone's field whenever we want with just intent it's like the same thing as how we get virtual Reiki or virtual energy healing
1: yeah I was about Um, to say that I felt some of my best experiences in Reiki have been virtual it's yeah it's so it's like it's
2: mind-blowing and I was like honestly pretty skeptical about it at first but it's just been amazing to see people's like recovery and he's very spiritual and a lot of people come to him with a lot of trauma like uh, the stories that I've heard and there are just like heartbreaking and he have you heard of Bach flowers no okay so those are they're flower essences so they're like literally flowers um and they're like combined together with like water and stuff so these essences tap into our energetic and emotional bodies so for example if someone went through a lot of childhood trauma and they're they haven't processed it or they're still living with anger and abandonment and all these wounds um we can muscle test the different Bach flowers um that help them kind of bring their body mind and soul back into balance so like those are energy-based, we have homeopathic-based, and then we have, like, supplement-based, and then we work with food, obviously, so um, a whole orchestra of things. It's, I mean, working with him has just been amazing because I'm, just like, obsessed with energy and vibration and frequency and also, like, nutrition and diet, so it's, just like, the perfect combination of things, and I feel just so lucky because he's, like, he's so close to me, and there's only one of them. Like, he came up with this um, modality, and I'm just, like, I feel like I was supposed to be healed by him because I was supposed to learn what he does and also help heal others too. So
1: yes, yeah. Yeah. And tapping into that Virgo energy of the healer and learning and sharing, you know, healing with others. So, so amazing. I feel like I could literally talk to you about this forever. Like this, could <laughs> well, be- we can talk whenever <laughs> we want. This could be like a six hour long podcast episode. <laughs> I know. I know. But- well, maybe I'll have to come back. <laughs> Yeah, no, you will have to come back for sure. And it's just been so enlightening. And I think you really shined through with all like the philosophies that you have about the interconnectedness of your healing and of health in general. And I'm really glad you were able to show that to whoever is listening. And I'm sure anyone who's listening has taken so much value from everything. So yeah, I just wanted to say that. And to close out the episode, I would love to do a little rapid fire question round so oh yeah, let's do it. Let's get into it. So the first question is what does embodying your higher self mean to you? Oh my gosh, that's such a good one. It's
2: it's embodying like the per- the soul that you came that you came to this earth in and it's purpose here. So it's like getting beyond your physical vessel and it's like tapping into this like life force and like purpose where you just feel so lit up and so confident and so vibrant and joyful. And that's like what I say. I I always think, what would your higher self do, Morgan? What would your higher self do? Um, So it's like this version of me that's out there and I'm just like getting there eventually. (laughs) So embodying it in the present, I guess, is just like who is this um, most
1: empowered, successful, abundant person? Amazing. And do you have a mantra or a quote that you live by? Mm, um,
2: you, uh, oh my gosh, what is that quote exactly? It's like, you are 100% responsible for your own reality. I love that. Because we are. like our, our thoughts, our beliefs, our habits, we're 100% responsible.
1: Personal responsibility. Like, game changer. For healing and, and health in general, and I wanted to ask you this because this is a question I usually ask my guests. So I usually ask, do you prefer coffee or matcha? Do you drink coffee or matcha or caffeine? Yeah, I drink both.
2: I drink both. Yeah, I've like gone through stages of time where I'm like, I'm not, I'm giving up coffee, and then I just have matcha, and then but they're both just so good, and like they don't they don't negatively impact me. So um, I love them both. I sometimes I have both of them. I typically start with coffee. I'm more of a coffee person, but if I'm, like, going out to get it, I'll get
1: matcha. Amazing. Yummy. And I love that, too, because I think sometimes I I overthink caffeine. I'm more sensitive to caffeine, but I freaking love it. It's so delicious. So, yeah, love to see it. And then what would be your coffee order?
2: Oh, I'm so simple. I'm just, like, black.
1: (laughs) Black Black coffee. coffee.
2: (laughs) But I do put cinnamon in my coffee. So I guess I kind of spruce it up. Um, But I also like love um, almond milk lattes too. Or like if I go to Tate or... Oh wait, you guys don't have Tate in New York. But anyways, if I I go to a cute like um, cafe, I'll get a coconut milk matcha latte or an almond milk latte. But if I'm making it at home, I just have black coffee hot with (laughs) cinnamon. Nice.
1: And do you have any books that you recommend for anyone who... Either once to get into energy or food or nutrition, good health, anything, like some talk about like or just mention your three top favorite books.
2: Oh my gosh, that's so hard. I'm like such a book ho. Um <laughs> let's see. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go for the spirituality because I think that's something that we all need to just um, be more familiar with. So um the untethered soul is amazing. Um a return to love it's just, I think everyone just needs to read that, and it's, it's this about, whatever, I don't have to go into, it. you look it up yourself, um, and then the third one, um, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay is a really good one, too, um, any of the Law of Attraction books by Abraham Hicks, those are all amazing, I love Joe Spenza, like, um, being supernatural, and, the art of becoming
1: I forget. oh my gosh I'm yeah. like I forget his name no,
2: but don't spend that like one of my
1: faves <laughs> amazing I have read Untethered Soul I've read Return to Love I've not *You can heal your life but I've heard amazing things and um I l- usually listen to Abraham Hicks on Spotify actually and it's really it's really nice so love that those are all amazing and then last rapid fire question is if someone <laughs> only listen to this part of the episode. Like if someone did not pay attention to this entire episode, except right now, what would you want to leave them with?
2: Oh, geez. Um, I would say, again, like connecting your mind, body, and soul is so, so crucial to healing, but also to just like living in your, your like authentic truth and higher self. and Going inward and stop being so obsessed about what everything, everything else that everyone else is doing and eating and um, wearing, and just like that's like a big mantra of mine that I tell my clients is like go inward so you can stop like going backward because when we are constantly just looking for opinions and doing what Karen's diet like that worked for her, like we're taking steps backward because we're not listening to our intuition. So
1: yeah. That's what I would say. Go inward. So you stop going backward. I love that. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. This was amazing. Please share where people can find you. If they want to work with you, if they want to just find your page, share all your info. Yeah. So my Instagram is at the smiling gut
2: and I'm so excited. I'm launching um, a eight week self-paced gut healing course that has the connection of the mind, body, and soul. A lot of energetic work, a lot of like body work, a lot of meditation, breath work, like literally all the tools I have picked up all the past six years, um, on this gut healing journey and just life journey in general. Um, so that it's called the gut glow up and it is launching May 2nd. So head over to my Instagram and you can get on the wait list now. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to help people heal on a bigger scale. Like working with people one-on-one has kind of been overwhelming because I have so many people reaching out to me. So I'm happy that it's a self-paced that people can do it, take it or leave it and just make it what it, means to them. So yeah, that's where you find me. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing. I feel like we haven't even met before, but I feel like I just know you and our souls are just so happy that we just had this conversation. And um if you enjoyed this conversation, please DM one of us and just like tell us what you took away from this because it's I mean I love connecting with people and I love hearing like what sparks and what resonates and what sits well with them. So
1: yes exactly if you guys like the episode share it on your story share something you learned do dm us I also love hearing from people who check out the episodes just like what you took away what resonated what stood out to people or maybe they didn't know before so yeah I agree our souls are meant to cross paths and I'm excited for the day we get to meet in real life also so yeah again but as you said energy does not have a space and time I think you said that I think that's how you say it right uh, uh, uh,
2: time, time. Space.
1: <laughs> time and space time and, time, time and space and so we are here sharing our energy in this podcast so I am very happy about that and just so excited the conversation flowed so well so thank you so much and thank you to all of you guys who are listening and I'll see you guys soon Woo-hoo, bye guys